0: Welcome to Pedagog, a podcast about teachers talking writing. I'm your host, Shane Wood. Pedagog launched in 2019 with the goal of amplifying perspectives and experiences on teaching writing across institutions. For the most part, I feel like the podcast has promoted a wide range of perspectives across post-secondary education context. Starting out, my hope was for Pedagog to be a platform that fills gaps in more traditional alphabetic scholarship which often privileges teachers situated in more research-intensive universities that have space and time to publish. I wanted the podcast to be a space that embraces and showcases experiences and knowledges from all types of classrooms. For us to consider and think about what teaching writing looks like, what it means to teach writing in different contexts, from two-year colleges to historically Black colleges and universities, to Hispanic-serving institutions, to private colleges, to small liberal arts colleges, to large and small public universities. Through all these episodes, there's still something missing. The voices and perspectives of teachers at tribal colleges and universities. I taught basic writing and first year composition at a tribal college as an adjunct for almost two years. And those students and classrooms impacted my perception and understanding of teaching more than any other context. There are currently 32 fully accredited tribal colleges and universities in the United States, serving approximately 30,000 full-time and part-time students, according to the U.S. Department of Education. This is the fifth episode in a 10-week series that highlights tribal colleges and universities. In this episode, Jody Berche talks about teaching at Southwestern Indian Polytechnic Institute, analyzing text and claiming indigenous ancestry Drawing on lived experiences as meaning making and knowledge building, and what she wished people knew about tribal colleges and universities.
1: Many communities, tri- many tribal communities, have seen this as something that their community members need, so they've started these tribal colleges really out of their their own communities, where they're really based upon like language and culture, and that's something that def- that a four-year universities definitely don't have, and they they, they strive to bring in people that, that have those qualities, yet it's not always there.
0: Jody Berchet grew up on the Thawna Autham Reservation in Southern Arizona. She attended the University of Arizona and earned a BA and MAED before moving to Albuquerque to be closer to her home community of the Laguna Pueblo to pursue doctoral studies. In 2021, she earned a doctoral degree from the University of New Mexico. She loves working in the classroom and has been a classroom educator since 2000. As a professor, she teaches graduate and undergraduate courses on critical analysis of text and of multimedia. Jody, thanks so much for joining us. You teach at Southwestern Indian Polytechnic Institute. Can you talk more about your institutional context?
1: I yes, I teach with uh, the Southwestern Indian Polytechnic Institute, SIPI is short for that, and um, my classes well, the classes range from like English ninety nine. I've taught those. I've taught all the classes available through um, English 219, which is technical writing. Um, I currently teach English 102 now, and um, and so we have um, we have a, a lower um, a lower enrollment. So we I think at the beginning of the trimester I had 11 students, and so now I have um, let's see four students total. On um, and who knows they could they could pop back in they could pop back up and so we're just ready, just in case. And so, um, you know, because they're in the midst of. I think the majority of the students are between the ages of um, 18, 19, all the way through. I think my oldest student was maybe in her sixties, fifties, or sixties. And I say that because um, she said that she was a um, she was a secretary for twenty five years. So we have a we have a pretty large range in terms of like. a a pretty large age range and then um the demographic we definitely had a larger class demographic maybe about 24 students um 24 to to 30 students per trimester in the spring and fall um this is prior to to covid then during covid you know it was just a little more more interesting um and then now post covid we definitely have have a lower lower and lower enrollment so um just trying to work with those different factors. And I had, uh, let's see, prior to COVID, we had students from from, from all over. And so, because they would state, you know, they were like from different parts of the, of what we now know as the United States, um, um, different parts of, well, there weren't any Canadian citizens that I can recall. Yet um, during COVID, we might've had some Canadian citizens and people that were either North or South of the US border. After COVID, I think we have, it's primarily, there's some, there, there, I think all, all, all Denae students, that that's who's there now.
0: What are some values or ideas you want students to take from your classes?
1: What really guides my writing is meeting that the students where they are. I really want to, um, you know, I want them to leave the classroom confident in, in their skills that they're gaining in the classroom that they um, my my hope is that they fall in love with, reading you know and looking at different types of texts and being able to like really go after different types of texts to really um show their their indigenous scholarship yet um so far you know what I really want for them is to be able to but so let let me back up so that sometimes that just doesn't happen um like they just might not have a love for like reading at that particular time, but they might later in life. And so I definitely wanted to, to just meet them where they are and to um help them gain the, the skills that they that they need to be able to to accomplish whatever they're they're going to do next. Either if it um is part of joining the workforce or part of being a leader in their community or just doing different things and um definitely having uh, Better English skills than they than they did previously because we're all in there learning, and so um, if they have if they require more and better English skills than they had prior, then that and that's what I would that that's the hope that I have for them. I really want to um, to 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 collaborate with all of my colleagues, whether it be at at the same institution over at SIPI, or um, recently I was working with them. Um, American Indian College Fund and they had like a faculty gathering and there was so many different faculty that were there and it was great to be able to connect with them because as we were sitting at these different tables we were talking about oh well we could we, we could do this and we could do that and so there were so many avenues for um, uh, for collaboration so it was just great and um, so even if it even what, if what we're working toward doesn't get accomplished over at Sippi, I have a definite hope that it could happen at, at one of our different travel colleges. So I think that that really guides the way that um, many of us are going about working with with the students.
0: What text and writing assignments do you use, and how do students respond?
1: Well, I have a combination of so prior to COVID, um, the, the students would come in and they would they would get different different texts, different textbooks, or like um, Different types of reading material. Yet during COVID, it was a little more challenging to do it that way. So I really tried to find a lot of like online resources. I wanted them to like look at. I wanted the students to look at articles and um, different types of texts that they could that they could find, and not have to like worry about coming into the classroom to to get to get textbooks or things of that sort. Well, on one hand, they weren't able to, and then the other hand was just that it was it was a definite challenge. And so. Looking at looking at what could be um, made 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 available for the students is what changed that, and so definitely trying to find some different resources um, that that could be accessible for the students. They are working on a combination of um, so I have different different essays that they need to do. So we start with a five paragraph essay, and looking at the at the different nuts and bolts of that of being like really clear and I, um and so we. So we're all starting with with the fact that like, yes, yeah, some people are going to be zipping through and creating a five paragraph essay like like it was no, no problem. Others, you know, they're like they haven't been in the classroom in a while. They haven't done anything of that sort in, in a long in a long while. So working on a five paragraph essay started to be a little daunting, yet we were getting a chance to. And that's and that's a great thing about having like the small class sizes that we were able to like to just really work on that. so starting with a five paragraph six paragraph seven paragraph and then ending the trimester with with a 10 paragraph so all of these assignments are not extremely lengthy they're 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 definitely doable so it really has come down to um having the students break down information how are they going to to access the information how are they going to critically analyze different different types of texts and figure out these different connections between um Writing the actual essays, and I also have them work on annotated bibliographies, and they're not super long annotated bibliographies, but I want them to be to be aware of like this is what is needed in terms of citing, so they can pull together both primary and secondary sources and pull together um, these different parts of like relevant information, so they can see all those different connections. And so um, yeah, throughout the trimester, we just we just work together to make sure that all of this can, can happen. So they pull in a lot of like pop culture references and then, um, which, is, which is great because there's so many different ways that they are like seeing pop culture and then being able to, um, to actually connect that to, to different points of what we're reading. So say, for example, um, looking at different short stories, looking at different poems and saying, oh, I can see this here, like this is what the, what the writer was, was saying about this has been has been really interesting to see the ways that they're that they're making those um mental leaps really to 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 make those mental leaps and to like critically analyze things i want um i want the students to have to have access to to whomever people that identify and um so one of the articles that we look at is like who who claims you back and so looking at um looking at that i mean if people if they claim um indigenous and ancestry excuse me um what does what does that mean? Like, what does that mean if people, um, if 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 the writers claiming that, yet the community members aren't claiming them back? Like, what is what does that that mean for for the for the information that they are um, that they're that they're working on? And so it, it's a really interesting, um, I guess, co- combination of just pulling together different types of writing, different types of writers, and um, pretty much critically analyzing all of it. It is, they're, they're super in, in, intense and just really, really interesting conversations. So people have talked about, you know, the fact that like, well, they're just a paper Indian. So they're like, um, you know, they, they have, technically they, they have, a, have a CIB, um, but then others, but what does that mean if they don't, if they were, were pulled out of the community? So say they, they were they were adopted out, um, or they, they just weren't raised in the community. So we've had some really intense conversations about that. And they've been, um, you know, I have to remind them at different times to like, remember to like cite this, remember to pull this into an, into your own essay. And, um, because, you know, people get caught up in, in wanting to talk about things and it's been, and it's been, been great.
0: Jodi, were some challenges to teaching writing at Southwestern Indian Polytechnic Institute?
1: I think, oh boy, that is such a great question. I think so. Really, just talking about what they think might not be obvious based upon their their own understanding of, like, okay, so I'm in this in this classroom. I'm in a in a college setting, so this would be be considered knowledge, or this would not be considered knowledge. And what I'm talking about is so students, say for example, people have like a large, um, they have so much knowledge about like sh- about sheep herding, for example. Or about um, sheep herding and say chopping wood, you know, all of those different things. And so they're like, oh, that wouldn't be, be considered something that would be, be be considered knowledge, you know, within within this Western style classroom. But so it's just it's just reminding the the student that it it is, you know, that's important information that like not everybody else has. And so that's been been a really interesting part of it, you know, and trying to meet the students where they are trying to figure out what might be considered helpful to them, um, has, has really bridged that. It's really helped thinking about, um, trying to like have them acknowledge that that is, is knowledge. Um, that it that it's not something that, that, that it should be considered by like the Western frame of thought as, as like knowledge too. And so, um, and i and i think there's that piece of information that just might not be like common amongst um i don't i don't know where like where that necessarily stems from if it's an issue of like um this hasn't been been considered knowledge in like a k through 12 setting so when they get to college um we want for people to talk about that in terms of like knowledge but it's not necessarily seen as knowledge in like in those in those different settings so it's um some parts of that can be a a a challenge and i think that's one of those things that um definitely follows students and and educators along you know along with like their, their entire path
0: what do you enjoy the most about teaching writing at your institutional context
1: you know i want the students to um to know that their words are valuable I want them to, to see that as something that not only holds value for that, for that particular time and space that we're we're in, you know, in terms of like being in the classroom setting, but then for like their own future knowledge, for their own community knowledge to, to, to see themselves as like, um, scholars, I want them to be, I, I want them to have that deep realization. And sometimes that happens while they're, while they're in my classes, but then sometimes it doesn't. Some sometimes it happens when they're a, a little older, they have maybe some more life experience or whatever, like the, the case is. And um, so that's the that that's what I enjoy most about working with the students is definitely seeing them find that find that hidden hidden potential that they might not have seen previously. I think trying to give them feedback so that they can See, and that's such a very small piece of it, just sort of like, oh, that this is good. You're on the right, you're on the right path of thinking about things and and pulling different parts of information apart so they can see those definite connections. That's where I like to give feedback, yet um, there's that different idea of like what's considered Western knowledge or what's considered knowledge in like, in, like a Western sense versus like indigenous knowledge. And so in many times the students want to keep it separate because it's not con- or they're not thinking that it's considered knowledge when it when it really is. And um, the, the best way that I can do that to help them is by giving feedback and saying this is you're on the right track. I think giving encouraging and positive feedback, but, you know, also encouraging them to be to be clear has been really helpful. Because some sometimes that's not always the case. I want it to be, but it sometimes it just isn't. People just aren't as clear as I as I would hope they would be.
0: Jody, this is my last question. What do you wish people knew or understood about tribal colleges and universities?
1: I really wish that um, people knew about I wish they knew about tribal colleges. I wish they knew that they were even there. And I think some of the time, like there's one student who re- recently sharing about how he had earned 90 credits at at Sippy, and then he was able to transfer those credits over to a major university, which is huge. And so I would, my hope is that more students would be able to like see that, see that that possibility there, that they would even know. If I had known that a tribal college was even a, a possibility when I was um needing to take 101 and 102. I think that would really have have helped especially in terms of knowing that I could get those gen eds out of the way and that there was a connection to the to the community that would have certainly helped and um it would have definitely changed what I had learned and experienced um during my first couple of years of, of college and so I think that I think that, that's my hope, is that more people would know that tribal colleges are actually there and then about what they could actually do. There's so many more communities that need tribal colleges, you know, to happen to happen to their communities so they can have, um, you know, so that college doesn't seem like it's so far out of the way that it's more of like like an attainable thing, you know, that the people can actually have. I think it definitely provides um, per, perhaps a i don't want to say a a clearer route um but i think in many cases it can it um it definitely wouldn't create as much like um debt or or heartbreak you know as going to like a four-year university like straight off especially if you're going straight from like high school to to a college setting and then and then taking colleges r- right away, I think it would definitely help people build more confidence, you know, and being able. Okay, so I can be a better writer by doing this, or I could be a better at math by by taking these classes by having this experience. And I think that when more and more students and um, community member members, excuse me, and then and then educators can see this as like, oh, this is this is something that is important about their their experience. I think that would certainly change. Connecting more with the community so the community see it as, you know, something that is that is beneficial. Um, many communities, tri- many tribal communities have seen this as something that their community members need. So they started these tribal colleges really out of their, their own communities where they're really based upon like language and culture. And that's something that Def- that a four-year universities definitely don't have and they they, they strive to bring in people that, that have those qualities yet it's not always there and so and i think definitely communicating it in, in that way talking about this is something that tribal colleges definitely have that four-year universities don't at, at this point and it's um it, and it's not a dig at um four-year universities because they're because they're working hard in many other routes but they don't—they don't have that. They don't. It's—it's not a—it's not a naturally occurring um, presence that is definitely there. And so they have to work, you know, hard to to gain culture and knowledge when it's when it's already there with 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 travel colleges.
0: Thanks, Jody, and thank you, Pedagog listeners and followers. Until next time.